Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responder, smart home, and homeless veteran programs comprise their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's never-forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Brief. On this episode, my friend Brian Dean Wright, you got two CIA guys diving into the Middle East. Going to tell you how it really is and what's really going on and more. Brian also has the Right Report podcast, which I recommend you all go check out and subscribe to yourselves. My CIA brother from another mother. How are you doing? I'm good, man. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Can Actually, can we talk about one thing before we dive into the Middle East? Do, do you get, ever get a little bit frustrated lately on the right? Well, the one thing is because everybody knows, I mean, I went uh, right out of CIA, worked for Glenn Beck. I've always been yeah. conservative or right wing. Anyone who knew me in real life, I was considered a kind of a right wing loon when I worked at CIA. I mean, not in my work, okay. but you know, people who knew me going all yeah, the way back to sure. when I was probably about 15. I was like, yeah, I'm right wing. Um, <laughs> people now think that CIA, they think of it in terms of you're part of some like uh, Illuminati deep state conspiracy and you can't be trusted on the right. I look at them. I'm like, I joined the CIA to join the unit that was trying to hunt and kill Osama bin Laden after nine 11. Right. Like I I didn't go in there 
to be, you know, collect to be the bag man for Hunter Biden or something. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I just kind of want to. Yeah. I wanted you to address this because whenever someone's, oh, you can't trust me, CIA. I'm like, I went into CTC in the Bin Laden unit. Like, what? What? Do, do you right. want people to find right. Bin Laden and kill him or me? not? Yeah, look, I, I do get this as well, and I actually think it's fair. So I think that there are two different eras. There was an era that you and I joined in, which was back in the day, immediately after 9-11, we were going after the bad guys, we were killing them, and we were doing what we needed to do to serve the American people. And we didn't care about politics, man. That stuff stayed at the front gate. You and I remember those days. Yeah, there, there, now there was a time different. where CIA had a clear, united mission. It did exist for a little that while. That is correct. Yes, that is correct, sir. The, tr- the Trump-Russia collusion investigation, I think, changed a lot of things. You can probably go back a little earlier than that as well. Some of the, the hires that you started to see in the Obama era, there was a huge switch from mission of, for others, for the country. And it was all about the self. It was my truth. And I don't know if you ever were there or you would talk to people when they would start uh, working at, during that time. And a lot of people just became very much focused on the meat. And I think what was it, two years ago, we had those CIA recruitment ads. They were talking about being intersectional and bipolar. And none of that was about actually the agency or mission for the country. So I think you combine those two things, these, these crazy ads, they're asking people who would have mental illnesses and intersectional, which I don't even know what that means. It sounds like a sofa. But the point is, they're recruiting these crazy people. And we got the Trump-Russia collusion thing with guys like John Brennan and James Comey at the FBI. And it just poisoned the waters. And I think a lot of people, very for very good reason, are like, I don't know if I trust you. If you got those three-letter agencies behind your, your name, I don't know. I'm a little suspicious. So, yeah, look, I think for the rest of our lives, we're going to be smeared with that. And uh, it's going to be our fight, which is because you and I just know. Yeah, look, I wanted us to be able to go on the record at least somewhere and say, you know, in the in the post 9-11 days really up until the obama administration so there was an eight-year period at the cia where it was all about now put aside the i know there's the iraq wmd part of the conversation people who worked in the iraq office leading up to the invasion were a part of that people like me who joined the iraq office in like 2006 2007 had nothing to do with that we were trying to find the al-Qaeda in iraq guys who were beheading people and turning the country into a hellscape and a civil war but before that, I came into CTC, and and I know you were working the counterterrorism mission too, and I just think that it's worth like letting everybody know. I lasted Amen. for uh, what two years of the Obama administration, and I was like, I'm out. I can't. Mm. I can't. Maybe three mm. years of the Obama administration. So I didn't. I was like, I can't. I'm not going to stick around for this. I went to the NYPD for one of those years. So anyway, um, but it's it's yeah, a little bit. Right. I, I see it now more than ever with the FBI, though. I've got to say, and I had some friends who used to be in the FBI back in the day. FBI at the top level lost its mind, man. I mean, and 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 it deserves to lose a lot of the faith of the American people. I'm not saying CIA doesn't. We've already been taking shots at CIA. FBI, yeah, yeah. I don't trust them. I'm going to say I, I don't trust FBI anymore. Well, you got a, good, a couple of great uh, special counsel reports that gives you very good reason for that. The lack of strict fidelity to law—that is one of the great lines that came out from the Durham, uh, Durham report. So, yes, we all have good reason. To say that the FBI might have some troubles these days. Yeah, it's uh, it's disconcerting. All right, let's 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 move this uh, to the Middle East. But first up, I want to tell everybody about my friends uh, at American Financing and how they've been helping your neighbors save money for 25 years. They saved their customers an average of $854 a month last year by tapping into their home's equity to pay off high interest debt. And with mortgage rates dropping into the fives, now's a great time to call American Financing. All it takes is a 10-minute call to 
9392. They never charge any upfront fees. And that's why they have over 7,200 Google reviews and 4.7 star rating for those 7,200 reviews. Think about that. They've helped thousands of customers, including me. I got my mortgage for my primary home from American Financing. And they help people save money, put them in a better position. They can do it for you, too. 866-890-9392 is the number. That's 866-890-9392. I'll go to AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS APR for rates in the five start at 6.406% for well-qualified borrowers. Uh, borrowers uh, call 866-890-9392 for details about credit costs and terms. All right, Brian, we lost three of ours killed in action in Jordan on a base. A drone <clears throat> strike from, they believe, Kataib uh, Hezbollah. What okay. should be done about this? Well, so I think looking... Small picture first, let's go big picture in a second. The small picture is we have lost deterrence, right? So a lot of folks in the Middle East, a lot of governments, terror groups, the Iranians beyond, they just don't believe that we have a credible military. We don't have a credible uh, commander in chief. And so they think they can get away with a lot. And they are. We're seeing this with the Houthis in the Red Sea. We're seeing this in places like now painfully in Jordan, but it's in Syria. It's in Iraq. <laughs> so the question is, what do we do in terms of this this immediate short-term response? We, we can certainly hit the Iranians hard inside of Iran or throughout some of their various proxy groups in the Middle East. We can hit them. We can do that. Uh, the, the Biden White House is trying to find this sort of Goldilocks approach, which is, well, we want to hit them, but not too hard, not too such, just right. I don't know what that looks like. I don't think the administration does either. So now the big question is, whatever you do, it's going to es- escalate. The Iranians have already decided they want to escalate. But stepping back for a second, <clears throat> Buck, why are we in the Middle East? Why were those three folks there in Jordan? I think that starts to get to the bigger question of what comes next. Maybe the short-term strikes, fine. But we really are there now, I think, for one of two reasons. One, people will say, think of the Pentagon, the CIA, we need to go towards, uh, at the root cause of Islamic radicalism. Do we really need boots on the ground for that? We should be debating that. The bigger question is around oil. That is historically why we have been in the Middle East. Well, because of the fracking and the shale revolution, we are actually the world's biggest producer of oil and natural gas. You produce about 20 million barrels a day. We consume that as well. So do we need to be there? Can can we have a fundamental change uh, from the 1917s, the 1930s, when we and the Brits rushed into the Middle East to try to secure oil? Do we really still need to be there? Because beyond oil, why do we have folks there? So I think that that is the bigger sort of medium to long-term question that we should all be asking ourselves about. But in the short term, yeah, we can certainly hit the Iranians. We can hit them hard or not. But I think this bigger picture stuff also should be part of the calculus. Yeah, I I say to people, I mean, the Wall Street Journal had its, these are the three things that can be done. Uh, one was hit the proxies directly. Two is hit Iran directly. And three was economic stuff and diplomacy, which is like, you know, suffer in silence, basically. Right. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even on those on those first two levels, you know, I, I think you do it to establish some deterrence. Um, fine. But they're still going to do this kind of stuff. Uh, That's correct. So I'm not sure how effective it is, even as a deterrent effect. You really just want to be able to stop them at the tactical level, at the operational level, right? Because uh, I don't think changing the Iranian proxy militia calculus, whether it's Kataib Hezbollah or just Hezbollah or any of these groups, the Houthis, I mean, talking yeah. about what they've been doing and, and firing off at ships, that that's likely to happen. Um, so how worried are you? People seem to get very energized about 
the possibility we might get dragged into another Mideast war. Do you feel like that's overblown? I think that anything is on the table now because you have an administration that doesn't quite know what it wants to do. You have a chairman of the Joint Chiefs who's put out mixed messages. The Pentagon is as well. I think that the one thing that probably limits a much, much bigger response is the fact that Joe Biden needs to win in places like Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania, that have very big either Arab or Muslim populations, and they would sway the election. And we know that uh, Mr. Biden is facing serious headwinds, definitely in Michigan with this uh, you know, abandoned Biden campaign. So he is struggling. And I, I think any kind of bigger Middle East conflict is going to, to not be good for his reelection effort. So I would say that from the political calculus in the White House this morning, or today, I should say, uh, I, I don't think they want to push for war. And that's why. It's all about politics. And if that means that a lot of our people in, uh, in uniform have to be put at greater risk because we don't have an deterrence anymore, well, I think the White House is okay with that which is awful. Uh, but I think that that is what the White House is saying right now. So I think that we could stumble into a much bigger conflict. But I think what is holding back the White House right now is the fear that Biden will lose his reelection effort if he pushes too hard. All right. I want to ask you also about that period where the secretary of defense was MIA for a few days uh, uh, while he was getting a surgery done. So I, w- I want you to weigh in on that. But first up, we're talking here about tension on the world stage and how very real it is. I mean, look at the Middle East, right? That's just one example of how things can change very rapidly and it can have a real effect in the global economy. And there are other folks out there who watch this very closely and specifically through the lens of what this could do to the economy. Former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari has some very strong opinions on how world events are going to influence the value of the dollar in this next year. He's put his thoughts into video form so you can not only hear him speak, but see his research findings as well. It may well have an effect on the value of her dollar and your savings account, too. It's worth your time to watch this and see what Tika thinks can happen and how you can prepare. Go to MoveYourCashNow.com to learn the three steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth in the coming months and year. That's MoveYourCashNow.com. MoveYourCashNow.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Uh, All right, um, Brian, the Secretary of Defense was gone and his next in command was on vacation and nobody, nobody knew what was going on. What happened? Goodness gracious. Well, I think that, that's a great question for the White House to answer and uh, our Secretary of Defense. Why did he think that it was appropriate to disappear, to not tell anybody, uh, as he underwent his mysterious treatment for something? Then we found out it was cancer. Uh, obviously, we hope the best for him is in his recovery. But Secretaries of Defense, you know, come on. That, that is not something that you want to hide, no matter if it involves a degree of embarrassment, which is what I assume Mr. Austin, uh, why he hid his ailment. But you just can't do that. What does that say to the national, to the to globe about the leadership that you can have a secretary of defense hide something from the commander in chief? <laughs> that's a problem. That, that sends a pretty clear message around the world that we got some dysfunction in D.C. And we do. So that's why that was so bad is how the rest of the world looks at the strength of our military and the strength of our government and whether or not our commander in chief actually has a hold of his own team. Brian, is there one place that you're keeping an eye on right now that you think could either get much worse, it's already bad, but could get much worse, or could just turn in a hurry and we got much bigger problems than we, we ever thought we would? You know, is there some is there a, a possible flare up, uh, a hot spot that you're keeping an eye on other than just, you know, Ukraine and, you know, Israel slash Iran stuff? Yeah, the big one, man, is Taiwan and what happens there in the South China Sea. And the fundamental reason there is because of computer chips. We rely on Taiwan for the vast majority of the computer chips 
that go into lots of stuff, to include our military, of course. But it basically is this, this little island that is the, responsible for modern life. And so if there was a war there, there's a cyber attack, an EMP attack, whatever it might be, profound immediate effects on all of us everywhere, certainly in the homeland. The other piece that we are learning more about is China is embedding a lot of this malware in our country to basically shut down modern life as well. So in the hours leading up to or post-invasion of Taiwan, that's, that flip gets switched, uh, or that switch gets flipped rather, then you are looking at chaos, anarchy inside of this country. The U.S. president distracted to, to, to not defend Taiwan, instead trying to deal with all the anarchy here. Uh, China is, has done that. That's a Volt Typhoon is the group that has done it. So Taiwan is a big one for me. I know it is for a lot of other people, but we could see some interesting conflicts also in the South China Sea or some of these little second line islands. That's the big one for me. Brian, uh, before that you go and everybody should check out the right report, Brian's podcast, where he dives into these issues. And uh, he's actually somebody who talks to national security issues who knows what he's talking about, which is nice because Brian, as you know, and I know a lot of people go on TV and like, mm, this guy doesn't know anything. Uh, Amen. Happens, Amen. happens a lot. Which, by the way, do, do you ever get somebody? Do you ever get somebody to reach out to you and be like, "Hey, Buck, what do you think about this issue abroad?" And you're like, "Oh, I think fine." You know, the X, Y, Z. And then they're on and Fox like an, an hour later. An hour later yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, All the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, just if it's like a friend of mine, it's fine. But it's just like, "Hey, dude, haven't heard from you in like five yeah. years. What do you think right. about the the Houthis?" Right. And I'll be like, "You uh, mean the yes. Houthis in Yemen?" Right. Uh, yeah, you know. Close. Yeah, you're close, buddy. Anyway, yes, that that does happen to me with some frequency. So let, let me ask you before we let you go, your you get to a you get to assign a high school or no, let's say college college level um, class on intelligence. One spy novel. What is it? Oh man, oh god, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. I mean, come on, Solid. that 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 book, yeah. Uh, Amazing. You can't can't go wrong. Can't go. Okay. And and yeah. you get to show one movie about the agency to that intelligence class. What is it? Do you remember the old movie called The Recruit? I watched that on the bus going to the farm. It was a Colin Farrell. Yeah, I like remember you like you where... liked that movie. I thought that movie no, was no, no. so boring. It was it was awful, but the best part was I was on the bus going down to the farm while I watched that so I could tell fun stories about that. And we were all like, are we going to die? Is that what this is really like? Why are they showing us this movie as we go to the farm? This seems crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's a, that, only because there's a great memory there. That, yeah. that, and then uh, you're just like riding around bicycles, going to the mess hall. You're like, hey, this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't so bad. Like the farm is actually kind of cool. like being it. Yeah, I, I always, I honestly right always liked, I always liked the farm. I mean, you know, I didn't spend yeah. as much time there as you did, but I liked it. I would, I would go and get to cool stuff Doing and the things that go bang and things that go boom. And, yeah, it was, yeah. it was pretty good. So wait, but you didn't give me your answer though. What, what is the movie you, that's the movie you wouldn't show. Okay. What would you show? <laughs> oh man. Look, I, 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 nothing comes to mind and I'll tell you why all these shows represent oh, you're like killing the, me. You got to give me minutes. an answer. What about, what about spy I, game I, with Redford? You got nothing for me. Oh man. I, I, you don't like I'm zero dark you, I, 30. I, I, I mean, I can't let you off the hot seat here. Zero dark 30 doesn't get it done for you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. The zero dark three. That was solid. That was absolutely brilliant. That is a lot of fun. There you go. Okay. Thanks for saving I'll, me. That was all a good right. Show. I'll throw you that lifeline. Zero Dark Thirty, very well done for what it was. I thought it was pretty excellent. I yeah. also think thirteen was, hours because they just had the they just had the GRS guys as consultants, and I, I mean, I, I think that's a 
underrated movie and very good for for what it is. Amen, brother. And and I'll tell you, a, a lot of those uh, that you're highlighting now, it's how it actually is, and that's why I hesitate with all of these movies. It tells you kind of the CI or the the Hollywood yeah, yeah. version. Now you're getting to stuff of what it's really like uh, and yeah. the painful stuff, the hard stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just I never got my exploding cufflinks or the laser guns and the headlights of my Aston Martin. Like I was a little. Well, what upset about, about the, that. the the beautiful little lady? Would you, did you get one of those or? Or is your wife going to listen to this? Uh, how are you going to respond? Let's be careful here. Bond girls? I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. When I was in the agency, I don't even know if there was such a thing as Bond girls. You you lock, well, you lock it Starbucks. up, sir. No one's read. No one's read into that program. All right, we've had enough of that. Uh, go check out the right report with my friend here, Mr. Brian Dean Wright. Brian, always a pleasure. We'll talk again soon, buddy. Thanks for being here. Take care, man. Be well. Born from the tragedy of 9/11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.